Hello, hello, hello. Um, welcome back to this special episode where we are still discussing the ever-changing Europe. Okay, uh, Super League. It's not the European Super League. I've seen a lot of people mention it as the European Super League. No, it is not. It's the Super League because I believe the concept with this is they are going to bring in a lot of clubs, maybe from America in the form of Inter Miami, uh, from Melbourne. Uh, somewhere in Australia, China is going to be involved at some point in time. Uh, so welcome along. Hop on this ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have uh, with me Julian, who you, if you're a follower of my podcast, would remember from the Stuttgart episode. I thought it would be very meaningful to get a German perspective, especially when Barcelona is faking it with their motto of more than a club. But it is only the German clubs who are who are stuck to their values and principles and the ideologies of not being sold out. But having said that, I just want to come to the first question. Are they in, they have not joined the Super League simply because of the fifty plus one rule, or is there more to this? Hello, hello, by the way. Yeah, hello. I, um... I'm not sure how the 50 plus one rule would play into that. I'm not a legal expert. I've read that the fans or the members of the club would actually have to accept the, accept the club going into the Super League, but I'm not sure if it's definitive that they have to do it. But even if, if they, like, the difference is the Bundesliga... Germans are proud of the Bundesliga for what it is. Even Bayern Munich fans... It's very important for Bayern Munich fans to win the um, Bundesliga every year, even if it's been for the last nine years. It's still very important to them. Number 10 coming up. So we are a proud, of, proud of our traditions here. And we're proud that um, our clubs are not owned by owners which live a thousand miles away and which have no real connection to the club other than it, that, that, that the club makes money, makes money for them. So... I think you read it in the statements from Dortmund and Bayern, which economically, if it happens, would be, of course, the Super League would be ideal for them. But the fans' opinions also matter, and the members' opinions matter. So even if it were possible for them to join the Super League without cons consulting the fans, I, I don't think they would do it because, of, as I said, the long traditions we have here yeah. and even if it's like the fans opinion it's not that important it, it's not it's not the most important thing but we do clubs do still consider it and that's different from many other countries as, as we saw this weekend where yeah. fan fan opinions are basically left <laughs> or are, are disregarded at all <laughs> completely uh yeah uh, since you already mentioned uh, tradition how how much more tradition how much more traditional can it get when I bring into picture or into the conversation English football? It doesn't get more older or ancienter than it. That's not even a word, by the way. Um, but what has happened to tradition there? That's gone out of the window completely. And the likes of Arsenal, Liverpool, and Manchester United, the household names of of English football have joined this cult to run away with a league that is just going to profit them. So why is this 
element of tradition not considered in the UK and also and also what's happened to the fans because you say in Germany the fans will be consulted the members of the clubs will be consulted but there decisions are taken left right center in in 24 minutes not even in 24 hours <laughs> and the fans are not considered at all and then Fiorentina parents says that yeah we have taken into consideration the fans because the 16 to 24 year olds are not watching football at all yeah i mean if you look at the premier league and the clubs that they have here and the stadiums or there and the stadiums that they have there and it's it's different than from from germany also the atmosphere is different and the league is different because it's much more global than our league is but if you if you would ask a liverpool fan and a manu fan about their in manchester or in liverpool about the opinions on the super league they would probably despite all their differences and about the rivalry they would agree that the super league is a completely a completely wrong a completely wrong step because it takes the club away from the community it was built by and the downside of the premier league i would say is the global aspect because of course it brings in a lot of different fans from all over the world and it brings a, a lot of money but it also makes the local fans in some ways it makes them um what's the word you're going to cut this out <laughs> yeah i mean there's no value to the local fans because to the owner it doesn't matter who pays for the tickets if it's a tourist from the us who's coming in for the weekend or if it's a local fan who can barely afford the tickets because they've gotten so expensive so um the, since the owners are from far away as well from the us from arab countries or from um russia from russia yes they're not they're only looking at figures they're not looking at emotions they're not looking at the fans they're not looking at um the local community that they are to sell tickets and to make money make money from the club who gives them the money they don't care about so they see the big picture and think we have Man manchester united fans in la we have manchester united fans in shanghai we have manchester united fans in um in melbourne in auckland yes everywhere around the world so why not make it easier for them to access their club when they can give them same money as like money is the same if it's from a manchester united fan in manchester or if it's from manchester united fan in mexico city so um that's the downside of, of having a global league and also of having this this ownership model where an owner can bring a lot of success to the team but it can also tear the club from the community completely okay uh two things that i want to talk about this uh because you mentioned football giving back to the community <laughs> what do you think the likes of the likes of uh bugsy uh kenny and uh, no, i don't say kenny dalvish no uh the likes of popes deeble shankly yon croy diego maradona of course his um yeah he had better things to do in life but since these are like godfathers of football who passed away what are the impressions like if they're looking <laughs> from heaven 
the game's gone to the dogs, man. How are they feeling about it? I mean, it's not just them. It's also Sir Alex Ferguson, who's probably not liking, or who said he's not liking it. It's Sir Bobby Charlton who said he's that's or they don't like it. But um, I mean, what can they do? They can criticize it. They can say it's not the way we want to play football. It's, it takes away from our traditions as well. Because, like, how many? I, I'm not a Manchester United fan, but how many titles have they won? How many? Stories can they tell from all the um, journeys they've made through Europe, winning or Liverpool even? How many how many titles have they won? And you, you're just going to throw all of that away because you can make more money with fans in um, around the world. I think. I mean, it's it's a sad moment for football if it goes through like that. It's been a long time coming, but. Um, Yeah. Okay. So these owners of these twelve clubs, or let's just let's just take into consideration the English on the six the six owners. They are milking the clubs based on the traditions, based on the history that has been built over the past sixty to hundred years. So all the work that Sir Alex Ferguson has done, the Glazers have been milking it now. What right do they have? I'm not even going to say apart from that they being investors, they haven't invested shit. Like when it comes to the Liverpool model, FSG has done nothing for the club. The only reason why Liverpool has won four trophies in the last two years is because of one man, and one man alone. And the owners have not invested in the team at all. Basically, they've been playing the money ball, the money ball model. Uh, yeah. So, what right do they have to murder football? And just for the sake of making money, of course, that would be typically the first answer: greed, money. That's how capitalism works. That that that's how the world is rolling at the moment. These inhumane people just don't have feelings. Like on these guys are psychopaths. All they understand is transactions. But since we already mentioned, like since you already said, Alex Ferguson, uh, Bobby Charlton. Being against this concept, Jurgen Klopp, uh, two years back, he was against it. He's not changed his mind yet. The players are against the concept. Everybody is against it. Who is involved in football? The biggest elements I feel in football are the fans, one, and the second one are the players. These two elements are against the concept. So why is it going to, and how can it be stopped? Yeah, I mean it's it's very hard to answer for that for as a as a fan in Germany. I mean, what I would say too is that the owners they love to have these promotional videos or advertising campaigns with fans in the stands and singing, engaging with the game. When the fans really express their their feelings, they're completely ignored. So they. As, as I read yesterday, they don't want legacy fans. They want fans who give them money. Um, what can we do about it? I mean, the only thing I could think of is not watching the Super League. But the problem is, many many people will still watch it because I, I, rather, I mean, there's uproar now. But as with all things, soon people will forget, and then the attention goes elsewhere. What if 
Manchester City or Chelsea or any other any team with the 350 million euros they're gonna get from playing in the Super League start buying really big names. Some fans will say, "Yes, I like it. I want my club to be successful," and people will start ignoring. Of course, a lot of some people will, will turn away from football or go what elsewhere. To your club? What happens to your club? My club? I don't know what happens <laughs> to my club because I don't know what's going to happen to the Bundesliga and I don't know what's going to happen to the Champions League. If because if, if the Bund if the Bundesliga goes on, I don't think it would change that much within the Bundesliga. It would change a lot within the other leagues because the t- winning the title doesn't mean much. And then if you finish second or seventeenth or, or sixteenth, <laughs> who cares? You, you're making the Super League anyway. And the other teams, they would just play for the for for, for the other spots, but they have no no way to compete with the big teams because they don't have the the flow the cash flow coming in. So. For the Bundesliga, I don't know what it means. I I think we have a pretty con- consistent fan base, so maybe it doesn't change that much because it is not that international compared to the Serie. Uh, I don't know about Serie, but the La Liga or or the Premier League. Yeah. So the Bundesliga could probably survive. The thing is, what what about the international competitions? Because right. the Champions League, you're gonna have. <coughs> French teams, English, a few second-tier English teams, and then you're going to have Bundesliga teams. But is that going to be interesting? I don't know. Uh, so, uh, to add to your first point about... Okay, I forgot the point. But let me go to the second point then. Yeah, the first point was, I think and I hope that this attraction, this glamour of the Super League where you are saying that it's going to draw a lot of fans and you're just going to forget about it. I'm hopeful that this is like a two-year subscription, a glamorous model that people are attracted to and after two years, you're like, okay, it's the same old shit. Like, like I believe I don't want to play Barcelona 10 times in 10 years, but I would rather want to tell my children about Connor taken quickly 20 years later. My first point. So, and I hope that the glamour just diminishes and then people want normal football back. The second point uh, with regard to Bundesliga and this is this comes like in a very hypothetical situation. I don't want this to happen but the the Super League is a good thing for the Bundesliga. Why? Because are you going is Leroy Sané, Gnabry, Kimmich, okay Neuer is almost at the end of his career. Are they going to play the Bundesliga and the Champions League or why will they not move to the Super League? And if that happens, then the level, the playing field is leveled. And then you are going to get the competition that you guys or the entire world is looking for for the past 10 years. What do you have to say about that? Um, I mean, if the best te- best players for the Bundesliga would leave, yes, maybe it would be level for a few years. But there are always good players coming up again. And then those good players also want to make more money and play against the best teams. I don't know if the best teams play in the Super League, but a lot of good teams play there. So, of course, <laughs> it'll if eventually there will be another team which buys good players and does well and 
they win and then they have because the difference is Bayern Munich is very good at keeping their best players right now because they have a chance of uh, they have a really good really really good chance of winning the Champions League and they have a almost automatic chance to win the, um, the Bundesliga so but it's hard for players to leave Bayern Munich but now if there's a Super League there's always a next step I'm offering you 15 million euros dude <laughs> Are you going to accept it or are you going to be happy with who who wants the maximum in Munich? Neuer? 12? 15 million a year? They're super but right now, bit, which player has left Bayern Munich in the last years? Tony. Tony Kroos? Yes, that's the exception. But all the other players, whether it's Thiago, whether it's... Um, yeah, no, no one's left it, but... Yeah, no one, no one's leaving. It's Thiago, and I but would that, say Thiago's past his prime. That that is in in this normal world situation. There's yes. a new model coming up. Bayern's gonna if if this happens, Bayern's gonna become a stepping stone club. That's that's why. <laughs> Look how the tides have favored. <laughs> Look how the <laughs> players using Bayern Munich as a stepping stone. Oof. Karma. I mean, another another aspect we have to take in into account is the whole national team. Um, At the moment, uh, UEFA has said that no one's going to participate in the European Championships. Yes, FIFA but, said the same, but, but then, we don't know if they're gonna if that's gonna happen. But, fi- but FIFA, being classic FIFA, they were like, we can strike a deal. <laughs> yeah, of course money. they're gonna. I do think they're gonna strike a deal, even if the Super League happens. But if they're not able to participate, if the players are not able to participate in. Um, national team competitions or play for the national team at all who's going to watch them would they go into the Super League I don't know would a Sadio Mane or Mo Salah who's very proud to be an Egyptian would he play for Liverpool in the Super League if he can't play for his country anymore I don't know no but this is at the moment I don't think so the African Football Association has been in the news regarding this but UEFA has certainly said that we are not going to allow players who join the Super League to be a part of their national clubs playing in the European Championships. Yeah, like so Van Dijk is not going to play. Like even if Egypt makes the World Cup, it's going to be a FIFA competition. So, or if Senegal makes the World Cup, it's a FIFA competition. Maybe they, maybe they'll, they'll let him play in the Africa Cup, but they want to play in the World Cup. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's it's going to be interesting if if. Players are going to be banned from playing for the national teams and in the Super League. What some of those players decide to do, because I do think maybe some players will think about it. Most players, I do think, will just play in the Super League because, of course, it's much more lucrative to play with 20 million euros a year than two things. Like, is football heading to? Of course, it is heading. But let's just try to see what sports model this is going or heading towards. One is, I feel, the Super League is going to be the forefront of all the competitions. So, this franchise-type football model where the best players play into it and the closest thing of them representing their country is going to be the Olympics. Like in the case with basketball. Do you see see inter-country competitions or matches being played apart from the Olympics? Like, who does that? They, are, they have to play 81 games a season. And then every four years, they have to represent their country in the Olympics. Is football heading there? You're talking about the NBA. I mean, 
they also play the FIFA World the FIBA World Cup, so um, they <laughs> do have other competitions. But um, are the are the best ones playing there? Mm, for the okay. USA, no. It depends. Yeah, usually they take like a younger team, but it's still I mean it's still very good NBA players, better than <laughs> all the other teams. I mean the NBA is a unique case because you have this discrepancy between talent between countries because you have one, two, three really good or you have one really, really good nation and the other ones are just hoping they can beat the US on a good on a very good day. So I don't I don't see it happening that way, the Olympics, because the Olympics have never been important for, for football at all. Like even if you if who's playing there it's under 23 players and like three you can take three older ones but you have random nations playing there from Oceania or it's it's never been competitive maybe they'll get away completely with these um, national team competitions but I'm not at that point where I see that happening I do think that the national team is so important for those players even if it's even like even the English English players I do think they enjoy playing the Euros or the World Cup. It's a very enjoyable experience for them. And it's a competitive tournament. Like, look how many players, are, look how many people are watching the World Cup. Look how many people are watching the Euros. It's it's the biggest event in sports, the World Cup. Are you just going to throw that all the all away? I don't, I don't see it happening. I think they're going to, if they go through this with the Super League, I do think they're going to have some, some form of agreement because both, both sides would lose if those players would be banned. At the moment, everybody wants to chop off everyone's neck. So, and it seems that the more harder UEFA and FIFA try, the more difficult they are making it for themselves because there's no way out of it for them. So I think they are the ones who are going to compromise in this. But since we were already mentioning about players being banned from national competitions, Perez yesterday said that there's no chance that the Spanish players need to worry about. What did you make of that interview? I mean, I didn't watch it because I'm, I'm not fluent in Spanish. I'm nowhere close <laughs> to it. So um, I I just read the important quotes online and on Twitter. And I mean, the thing is, what is he going to say? That players are not going to be able to play in the in the, in the in national team competitions? Of course he won't say that. He's, he has to assure that the players that everything's going to be okay, that they can still play in the national team competitions, that they can still play in the local, in the national leagues, and that they can play in the Super League, which is, for the players, ideal because they make a lot of money. Um, some of the other points he said, of course, he has to rectify his, his, his choice or their decision to have the Super League with football going under, that there would be no football in 2023 if it goes, goes like this. Um, with the COVID pandemic. So he does make some points, but the reason that the clubs are not doing well, all these clubs, is, okay, partially it's COVID, but even before COVID, it's not like they were doing really, really well. Like they were financially stable clubs. Barcelona's over 1 billion in debt. That doesn't happen overnight. They've been living above their means for, for decades. And now because of COVID, it's gotten worse because there's no um, consistent stream of income coming in anymore. So they have had, have had to adjust. And their way of adjusting is we'll make the Super League to get more money. But it doesn't it doesn't solve the flaws in the system. Some some people some clubs will still live above their means. 
they will still already allocate the money that's not that's not have it's not earned. They will still um, buy players like they're going to win the Champions League title even if they don't win it. So it's going to be interesting or not interesting. It's going to be we're going to see what what they do. Uh, the interview in total, I thought it was just a bunch of bunch of BS to be honest. Because <laughs> what is he going to say? He he has to sell it somehow, and then sell it to himself, I guess, and sell it to the <laughs> to the um, other two clubs, the fans. It doesn't matter what the fans say at this point. It's all about selling it to the players because I would say they're still the biggest or UEFA, just the biggest opposition to this whole project. What does this mean to the players? I mean, we've touched on it before. Um, it's are they What I've read about English in English players or players at English teams is that they're not very happy with how it's gone down because they've had no idea. They were left completely in the dark. Um, I mean, Manchester United played Burnley on Sunday. Manager didn't know. The players didn't know. And then after they the win, which basically locks up Champions League qualification for next season. The, the coach get, gets asked only about the Super League, and he has no idea what what should he say. So I do think that many many players don't don't like what's what's happened because first off, as I said, there no one's told them about it, and I do think that players like playing in the in the national league. They like playing even if it's not that attractive. Fulham or um, West Ham, okay, West Ham's good, but. Um, <laughs> Fulham or Sheffield United. They're not shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. So um, for players, maybe initially it's it's a sucker punch, but would you forgive them? Would you forgive them for taking the money? Because at some point in time, they have they have no say in this. I mean, they will. They've never had a say in this so far. So I mean, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame it. I wouldn't. I would not forgive them, but I would say, yeah. <laughs> That's just how it is, I guess. That's like a, it's a pessimistic outlook on life, but that's just how it is. They're there to make money. It's a job for them as well. I mean, we romanticize the game as fans, but for many, many players, it's just another, not a, well, it's, maybe it's a lucrative job, but it's a job. Yeah, ask Nick Kyrgios. He will really know very well to differentiate between enjoying the sport and it being just a job. Um, but having said that, I want to ask, what happens to the players and they are at the moment saying, okay, we don't want to join this and then they have to join it and then they are earning so much, like six, seven times what their average pay, pay wages are at the moment and then since the last year we've been calling for decent amount of payment for the workforce in the, in the medical industry. And now all of a sudden, one year later, sports or football has just taken off and then there is, there is the talks that we've had for the last one year, they just don't make sense. Again, like why, why do, do footballers need to be earning so much and why is this money not being distributed to different sectors of society which is needed more? I mean, we can have a whole discussion about the role of, of, of football, especially in, in the world. I mean, for all all the good that football, football players think they're doing or that um, clubs think they're doing, they're not doing that much. But um, 
it's like uh, Why, Jeff Bezos. I mean, like, thing. can we can we expect a club to solve the problems of the world? That's that's. I mean, that's, like, why why should it be? Why should a club solve the problems of the world? That's what I would ask. Because could they do more? Of course, they could do more. Should they do more? Yes, they should do more. But um, there's so much so much money in football. Yeah, but and it's, like, it's a kind of a supply and demand thing. So it has to end it somewhere and. Right now, it's the players, the agents, and the owners. So, this is this is typical, like Jeff Bezos producing bill, uh, billions in worth of blueprint, but paying taxes just in, in the form of peanuts. Football is also pretending to have an impact on society and showing that yeah, we are doing a great deal for the society when it is when it is negligible. Their contribution is negligible. So yeah, of course, of course it is. But we should not look at a club as some Charity, charity organization. Some people do that, but they should also not be running away with the money. Of course, they're not. Of course, they should not. But I mean, they're whitewashing some of the investments they're making in the community. That they're whitewashing what they're really doing, and which is only for the money. But I mean, it, the thing is, the su I'm not going to support the Super League with my money. So, if fans really want to change something. You, you have to take up, you can't give the club any more money, even though if you love the, the club, maybe. I'm distracted. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't give the club any more money. Even if it's for a jersey or even if you're buying tickets, you can't give the club money any more money. What do you feel about the players, managers, the club being left in the dark? And then there are these venture capitalists making decisions and then trying to toy with not just the club club, the players, but like every possible factor that is involved in football. Um, initially, I was angry at the club, like really agitated as to what's happening, getting all, all sorts of emotional. But then I realized the club's not the problem. On, on the Sunday, I did not wear the Liverpool jersey. But on Monday, I started wearing it again because I understood the, the depth of the situation, which was that it's not the club at the fault. It's not Jürgen at fault. It's not. It's not the players at fault. It is John W. Henry at fault. It is Glazer's family. It is um, Steve Kroenke, Roman Abramovich, uh, Daniel Levy, and Sheikh Mansoor. These are the ones who are running away with all the money. Um, yeah, I mean, about leaving the coaches and the players in the dark. The first thing is. I thought Guardiola's reaction today in the press conference was pretty telling because for me Guardiola embodies the modern football, the modern game. He's coached at Manchester City, which is heavily backed by <coughs> Arabs, which gets, which has completely um, manipulated the way to. Um, to their to their success, but even when he says that the Super League is not something we should we should strive for, I thought that was pretty telling. So um, when the coaches and players disregard, why was it telling? In what way? No, because he's he's looked away from looked away for for so long at what his club or what his owners have been doing. They've been cheating their way 
to these Premier League titles. They've been cheating their way through financial fair play to play in the Champions League. And now suddenly he wakes up and decides to say the Super League is not, is not competitive. It goes against the laws of the game. So maybe it's a wake-up call, a really late wake-up call, even for someone like Guardiola to say it's enough now. The game has gone away from the, what it should be. It's just about making money. We've, we know it's, it's mostly about making money, but with the Super League, it feels like it's exclusively about making money. In the past, you would have maybe some illusions that it's about the fans. And it was for the fans too, because the fans made it special, even though there were owners who were ruining their club. But now it's just, even the most loyal fans are dragged away from their club for people around the world to watch a league that it seems that no one really wants. Do you think, uh, because you spoke about the press conference, Guardiola also said the situation of the Super League has to be clarified and why they have taken these decisions. Why is IX not involved with all their success? Do you think he is changing his stance? Because this pretty much says that he's okay with the concept and now he wants Ajax to be considered because Ajax are a successful club. So, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's ever criticized the owners at Man City. So, it, it is, he's somewhat changing his stance. The thing with teams like Ajax or Celtic or um, even Everton or Olympic Lyon. Dynamo Zagreb. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's... Why are we doing it now? Ajax was really, really successful for a long time. Why now? Like, Man City, where were they like 40 years ago? They're lucky that they're here now, and now we're going to have the cutoff point where we say, these teams are successful, these teams make us money, so we're going to just reproducing that for them, but the other teams are completely left out. We don't know what's going to happen in 20 years. Maybe in 20 years, Arsenal's playing in, in, in the championship. Maybe in, in 20 years, Real Madrid is completely bankrupt. So it, it, makes it, it makes it for the clubs, or it takes away the joy in football because it becomes so predictable. Who would have known a few years that ago that AC Milan would co fall off completely? No one. They had one of the best teams in the world. They were participating in the Champions League every single year. They were winning the Champions League. Every, really, really... Every alternate year. What? Every alternate year. Yeah, maybe. 5-7. <laughs> okay, they didn't win 5, but... Yeah, but they, they wanted them. They were really successful for, for, for a long time. And now, I don't know when they made the Champions League the last time. At they, least 7 years ago or something like that. Like, now they make it to the Europa League, but not very far. They got kicked out by Manchester United and now when it have those teams but other teams which made this whole thing happen like Ajax which has a really long tradition why are they not in there? Because they're not making money. It's not about the success of the club. You call it super but it's Tottenham has never won an international title, right? Yeah, on what basis is Tottenham in this league? Oh, because what? Tottenham plays in London and Tottenham just built a new stadium and Tottenham <laughs> made a Amazon documentary. I don't know. It's about making money. So, but, but Spurs, Arsenal 
and uh, the other clubs who are there AC Milan are not in the top 20 clubs at the moment so how are they making it to the super league based on based on royalty <laughs> based on i mean i don't i don't again, know they are using the history right? i don't know who decided on it of course real madrid is a really big brand barcelona man u liverpool chelsea they're big brands ac milan and inter milan are big brands as well tottenham i w- i don't know if it's a really big brand but with the steps they've been taking they're they want to get there so with the new new stadium that they built and as i said before the amazon documentary and then jose Mourinho as coach it's also to make them more relevant because jose Mourinho is one of the most well-known figures in sports people got to pay attention to that and that was probably one of the reasons <laughs> the only reason but one of the reasons why they hired it because pochettino for this is success he's brought he's not that figure that brings attention to the club because he may be successful but you know Mourinho's outspoken he's always he always says something funny or something <laughs> he always brings attention yeah so um the super league yes it's it's a way of reproducing the current system not re- just reproducing it and taking it to an extreme which been reproduced the same system has been re- reproducing itself be- because of the champions league where the top teams get receive most of the money so um yeah we will see what happens but i'm not very optimistic at this point about about my love for football <laughs> yeah there are going to be consequences and uh, speaking of which what do you think is football going to look like in the next couple of years our final close up question how is it football how football is going to look and what are the consequences of this Super League, apart from the rich becoming richer and, yeah, the Bundesliga potentially becoming more competitive. The consequence is also that the way we define fans is going to change even more than it already has. So we're going to see fans not just as people who travel to all the games, who always support their clubs, but as fans that pay for the subscription and maybe go to one or two games a season. So we're going to have... This, it's going to be an entertainment. Of course, football is an entertainment, but it's going to even be more like that where it's just, you're not really emotional, emotionally invested. You just do it so you're entertained for a while. That's how I, how I see the Super League. And the state of football, I mean, it's, it's hard to predict because there's still so much uncertainty around the Super League. And who knows if it even goes through. We don't know that. But I don't... If it goes through, we're just going to have pretty irrelevant national competitions. And we're going to have a lot of people searching for something else, for maybe for another club or for for another thing to do because... New sport. Yeah, or new sport because they're appalled by what's, what's been happening. And the thing is, you have fans from all, all around the world, all over England agreeing on the same thing and they may hate each other on the when they play against each other but some things are bigger than just the, the game on the field so um i think we should or they should i mean i don't know 
He's lost it. The game's gone. The game's gone to the dogs. He's lost his opinions. Oh my goodness, what's happening in this world? I am I'm hopeful that the only way a solution would come about and this league would... It is happening. By the way, it is happening. Like The clubs have signed a 23-year-old deal. I don't know how they came up with that number. It is going forward in, in August. We have May, June, July. We have three months to save the game. And the only way this game is going to be saved is for us to yeah, amplify our voices, for us to protest. A lot is going to develop in the next... <laughs> I, I, I want to say... No, but next, like, they, they don't care, they, I'm sorry to, to cut in like that, but they don't care about the voices. They, <laughs> we've seen that. The, the only thing I can see is either the government, <laughs> Boris Johnson has promised to stop the Super League in its track. Johnson hasn't up, did not attend five Cobra meetings during the pandemic, but the Super League <laughs> is important. Like, look where the priorities are. But, yeah, the game... Yeah, I mean, as, as a regular fan, I, the only thing I see to change anything is not not spending money on that Super League because it, I do think it's going to be pretty, pretty expensive to buy the subscription. And... If all the emotions trained out of it, because when Real Madrid and Bar- Barcelona play against each other, was the rivalry gone? It'll, it'll have disappeared. And was the rivalry if they play, I mean, of course they play each other twice already, but who knows how many times they're going to play each other in the Super League. So the emotions going to be trained out of it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to put money into that whole, whole system. And people who who are appalled by what's been happening should really consider if they want to put money into that and if they love their club because what I've been saying yes I've been well, I've been seeing a lot of people saying that we love our club so we're even going to support them in the Super League but you're not going to change anything like that you can still love the club you can still love the fans but you shouldn't shouldn't love the product of the game because what's behind it yeah. On that note, do you have something optimistic to say, or the game's gone? No, you should watch the Bundesliga because <laughs> <laughs> my team, like my team, still plays at the Bundesliga, and it's not going to the Super League anytime soon in the next twenty-three years. No, I don't see it happening. Even though we are doing better now, but yeah, I don't see us playing in the Super League ever. So there are a lot of alternatives. Maybe I'll yeah, watch. What's the alternative like? Maybe watch other leagues. I th- I would say. Yeah, let's let's watch the Croatian league or, or the Greek league, Olympiakos and Palantir. Yeah, that oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean the Russian. Okay, maybe the Russian league not, but <laughs> the Portuguese league. There are a lot of Turkish league. There are a lot of leagues that are have, of course, they're not comparable to the top leagues, but they have a good quality of play. So why not watch it? And if you love the game, it shouldn't really matter who's playing. It should be. It should matter that they are playing. So. And and an alternative sport. Yeah, watch others. Uh, yeah, football is so dominant in the world. Watch other sports as well. There are a lot of enjoyable sports to watch in the world. <laughs> Support other other athletes. It's not just football. They already make enough. So why not watch ski jumping or um, biathlon or yeah. the Asian the or track Asian, and field? The Asian century is here. So guys, hop on board. <laughs> Take the train. And start watching cricket. 
Yeah, or cricket, but that's pretty top heavy. <laughs> if you if you have five days of your life to spare in a week, then yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, thanks, Julian, for coming and sharing us with your opinions and your knowledge. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, hope to see you soon on this pod again. On that note, guys, we need to fight this together. I am quite optimistic that the rich can be brought down, and this would be like this is going to be an to be a revolution, like for the first time. the common people bringing down the rich and this will be done through football and then imagine the different sectors that could possibly bring these venture capitalists the concept of capitalism through like break the uh, barriers and like fuck the system so football has shown us the way now let's stand for what we believe in and then this is going to be like path breaking and the world is not going to be same anymore on that note We are still fighting a virus, so stay safe. Take care of your loved ones. Until then, peace out.